Podcast time. That's right. Benford Tools is proud to present a home improvement podcast. My name's Adam. You're my co host, Jordan. Hi, Jordan. Hi, Adam. We're doing it live. <laughs> we'll do it live. <laughs> you ever see that old Bill O'Reilly video when he was uh, yes. still, still in the air? Oh, man. That's good stuff. Oh, he was not happy, was he? No. Uh, yeah. And now I don't, I don't even know what he does now, but that's a good video. And uh, this is a good podcast. We have Home and Podcast, it's called. Welcome, what? listeners. This what? is the first episode. <laughs> How I know it's a good podcast is when I was looking at your draft of your book, you included it in your About the Author, which is a step I've never taken. So wow. you, mu- you must be proud. You should, because it's as good as the other stuff that you got going on. <laughs> it doesn't quite relate. It's not like the same audience, so I think Would that's probably Would you say it's not on brand for you? I don't know podcast? that I have a brand. I have an amorphous brand. Your brand is uh, moralistic. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's talk about our books again. You want to run that back next uh, this week again? Just kind of. We can do the book update. You know, Adam's done with his draft. Weekly book update. No, I'm just kidding. I don't want to do that. Um, People want to know. No, they don't. How are you though? I'm doing well. It's good. I, every week, I wonder how it gets to Friday so fast, so things are moving things, along. Things seem pretty good down there in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't watch the news, huh? Stay inside, Pe- people. The uh, Sunshine State's uh, turned into a bit of a Petri dish. Um, no, I kid, I kid. Um, I mean, you don't kid, but... It's for real. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> yeah, stay inside, Jordan. Don't go outside. <laughs> Uh, oh, hope, man. You're, hope you're ordering a lot of takeouts. Uh, now I know you go for those uh, slow roasted carnitas, right? <laughs> There's something in the oven right now, but it wasn't made by me. I don't know what it is. Uh, oh, that's always a little bit worrying, and well, uh, well, luckily it's from my wife, so it's not like oh. a, some stranger didn't break in my house and then throw in a pot roast. You got your daughter cooking yet, or <laughs> she does I, help unload the dishwasher. Yeah, I'm sure she's super helpful. I have something to talk about here. Um, I tweeted this yesterday, which will, when by the time this comes out, it will be several days. But I watched a film yesterday. That doesn't sound like you. Yes, I, I did. I, I, I found time for a film in my busy <laughs> schedule, uh, shockingly. Uh, between and was, tennis and this podcast, you don't have time for this kind of crap. Yeah, between tennis, podcasts, and satire, my life is crazy. Uh, the movie we, was called Blood Simple, and we probably talked about it briefly when we did a bio on the Colonel M. Emmett Walsh way back in the day, but it's, if not his most famous film, it's one of his two most famous films. Christmas uh, with the Cranks being the other one. Yes, of course, Christmas with the Cranks. Um, no, it's a, it's the first Coen Brothers movie. Coen Brothers famous directors, uh, Fargo. Uh, uh, what's that? <laughs> Fargo. <laughs> you and know Tal- we're doing it live. All I can think of is their bad ones: Lady Killers and Tolliver Cruelty. Um, <laughs> what's the Javier Bard? Oh, No Country for Old Men. You know them. They're they're famous. Hail Caesar. This is their first movie. It's called Blood Simple, and the Colonels. And it's a short little neo noir. Uh, about 95 minutes in the Colonel, Emma Walsh, he's a real bad guy. He's like a detective and he wears like a yellow raincoat the whole time. 
and he is diabolical, mm-hmm. and he's pretty scary in it. I gotta say, uh, I was really impressed. I, I I liked the movie quite a bit, but I really enjoyed seeing the Colonel kind of uh, out and about in his element, kind of making things happen. It was good stuff. He's not a one-dimensional actor, okay? So let's it's, just put it out there. It takes place down in Texas, which you know, <laughs> kind of has to if it has the Colonel in it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> There's no choice. I mean, it has to. Yeah, I mean, it, maybe you could get away with like Mississippi, but uh, yeah, Texas is the home. Yeah, it was good. It's uh, yeah, like I said, it's uh, it's a simple little yarn. Um, do you find you know you said 95 minutes? Do you find yourself hoping or wishing that more movies were just like 90 minutes? Jordan, I said that exact thing to Kirsten yesterday, <sighs> and I and I said. I think one of the reasons I liked this movie so much was because it was I was in and out in 95 minutes. Uh, you can't make a movie, or at least not a movie that goes to theaters anymore, with it being under two hours. And if it is, it usually is like really, really terrible, and it's because like they had to cut it down because it was so bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I was overjoyed to watch a 95-minute movie. Uh, I seek those out. That was the reason I wanted to see it. I said, well, I got The Colonel and I got 95 minutes. I mean, that's a recipe for good times. Right. Yeah. So I agree. Yeah. I, th- I think that's one thing that maybe we mentioned when we talked about a goofy movie is like, and these are not on par movies, I suppose. But no, they're very similar, <laughs> actually. <laughs> but it, movies, yeah. I, of course, I, there are some movies that I want to be long, like the stuff mm-hmm. that you love, maybe. But it seems like every movie has been padded and turned into like two and a half hours. Yeah. And you're there all day and. I, I guess there's just a niche for a 90-minute movie, and, and we're yearning for that, so Hollywood's yeah. going to start making them. Yeah, well... You they're, know, not they gotta, they're not they going to make anything for a long time, I guess. start making movies, period, um, right now. Yeah, uh, Blood Simple, I would recommend it to our listeners. If you want to see the Colonel mm-hmm. uh, in a good movie, a very different role, but uh, he's really, really good in it, and it's just a... It's a little... It's a little uh, uh, let's call it a thriller, uh, especially as time goes on in the film. But yeah, it's a it's a wholehearted recommend for me. It's it's, it's just kind of a cool movie. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, so well, that's unlike re- last episode, yeah, I'm going to say this truthfully. I'm yeah. so glad you said that. It was definitely worth saying. <laughs> Could you? What, what are you doing here? What you kind don't of remember that. Oh, is that when you made fun of my Gone in 60 Seconds line? I wasn't making fun of it. I was just (laughs) being a little sarcastic. But this time I was being sincere. Oh, you you were. Okay, because sometimes when I tell you about movies, i.e. the Galaxy Quest doc, like, I can tell that you just are not really (laughs) tuned in, but I I sense that you did. You you were listening here, a little bit bit of active listening. So, yeah, that's Blood Simple. Um, Other things I wanted to talk about off the bat... um, yeah, I was going to riff on this a couple weeks ago, but uh, I'll do it now. <laughs> so, I was uh, watching television one evening, uh, and, uh, you know, I, I didn't really want to stream anything. I couldn't pick anything. So, I hooked up the old antenna, mm. and I just kind of started going through the channels. You, you turned know, on just Buzzer, sort, didn't you? Just sort of flipping <laughs> through. I went from movies to Buzzer <laughs> to laugh. Um <laughs> No, I just kind of, I was just kind of flipping through the channels, and you know, I didn't ever find anything really good, but like, I mean, Home Improvement was on. There was like an Anthony Anderson show, like a game show where like people are 
There was like three people in it. I think it's called To Tell the Truth or something like that. It was okay. and I But it really made me nostalgic for the flipping through the channels thing. Um, and what it really made me think of is how like when I was young and I would be just like so eternally like bored and I would go watch TV and I would be like, there's nothing on TV. This sucks. You can't really say that anymore. You know, like oh, there's, there's always, too much on TV. There's now. too much on TV. And like, you can always like rewatch something you like, or you can get anything you want. But I remember being young and like, they're legitimately being nothing on TV. Uh, like that I wanted to watch and like, you just like, couldn't get anything good. I don't know. You just think about flip, that. You'd flip through the 60 channels that you got. You'd end up on TV Guide channel and you'd watch that little thing scroll up and down, hoping that yeah. something new was coming on. And then you got to settle for something crappy, which I feel like I end up doing anyways, even though there are so many options now. But yeah, it just made me nostalgic for the, the old days of television. Mm. Mind you, this was before the internet. <laughs> well, it was during the infancy, I suppose. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, I do find myself, I more often find myself with, like, there's so many things to choose from that I end up watching nothing, so. Yeah, I think I that's a big problem for people. Yeah, yeah, keep it that's simple. That's why I'm pitching my um, streaming service where... Simple streaming? I'm pitching my streaming service where uh, it's like an algorithm, and you, like, plug in your preferences, and then you just, like, pick search, and then the algorithm just puts something on for you. Like mm. it, pro- it programs it for you, and if you don't like it, you can. You're going to like this, not like you might like this. Yeah, like you're going to like this, and this is what you're going to watch, and you can't turn it off. Like you are not able <laughs> if to turn it off. You have to go somewhere if you have to go to bed. If you... I mean, you can pause it and stop it or whatever, but like you can't watch something else until you finish this first thing. So it like forces you to commit to something, and also chooses the thing for you. Uh, I don't have a name for it yet, but uh, it would be interesting to do that if you did like. You know, like, they have the list of, like, the top 100 movies of all time or whatever, yeah. and it just kind of forces you to go through those movies, and you don't have a choice. You can't sidetrack yourself with an episode of The Office or something. You plug in your preferences. You say, like, I want to watch... I like game shows. I like sitcoms, and I like procedurals. And you say, like, I want to watch something that's this length. Uh, I don't want it to be any older than this year. I don't want it to be any newer than this year. Uh, you know... And then you just the algorithm just finds it for you. I think I'm gonna call it. I just told you it's called simple streaming. Simple streaming. Um, simple streaming. You know that's a good jumping off point. Uh, I'm gonna have a hard time accepting it because it wasn't my idea. Your idea, but, of course. Yeah, yeah, I saw that coming. <laughs> so yeah, those are those are my thoughts. We've and... had worse ideas. Is this turning into a half baked ideas podcast? It's funny that you said we. That's this is. <laughs> we're refining it together first of all this is this is how partnerships di- dissolve uh <laughs> one person has an idea the other person says one sort of thing and they're like yeah we're working out together hey, um, i will take uh only a small stake in it you can take 75 percent, okay okay i'll raise the stakes how about that uh let's get into home improvement shall we wow we oughta it's episode 186 thanks but no thanks this one ri- written by john pollock Taylor got game. That's the last one that he wrote. Um, that was Brad quit school. Maybe is that what happened? Signed pro. Is that the the British guy? Yeah. Signed them to his team. Okay. That sounds right. November twenty fourth, nineteen ninety eight. I only have three alternative titles. I got five. Um, you know, this episode was it was really refined uh, and, and kind of artful, and I guess it was because uh, you know it was a Pollock. 
Because of the painter, you know? Uh-huh. uh-huh. Okay. All right. Yep. <laughs> That's why they're publishing you and McSweeney's. <laughs> yeah, really good. All right. Uh, I have five. All right, go ahead. <laughs> Still laughing at my joke, which is all, always a good look. Uh... All right. First one. Uh, going from the very refined joke to much lower brow. There's something fishy going on here. Oh, you telling me. How about hard times at Harry's? Man, pretty close. Uh, mine, hardware and hard times. Mm. That's the closest we've been in a while. Yeah. Bitter, party of one. <laughs> that sounds like a Chandler line. <laughs> uh, could I be any more bitter? Um, <laughs> that should be your next one. Benny's blunder. Benny's what? Blunder. Oh, blunder. It sounds like you said bunder. <laughs> Never heard that one before. My last one. Tim the Thoughtful Man Taylor. Mm-hmm. I love the smell of solvents in the morning. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. This is a singing one, and it's also kind of long, so please be patient with okay. me. Okay. Tim's in charge of Marty's daughters of their lunches. Tim's in charge of their teddy bears, of their pancakes, and I sing, I want Tim in charge of me. That's a Charles in Charge uh, theme song reference for you. Was going to guess. I've never seen that show, but... I haven't either, but it's a famous theme song. Wow. And it's a great way to end I definitely titles. had to look up the lyrics. Oh, though. for sure. Yeah. Well, they were verbatim, what you said, except for Tim and Charles, right? Yeah, Charles. <laughs> he's, uh, yeah, he, even Marty is in the original theme song. <laughs> it's very, very strange how that it, aligned. It was weird. Not enough people sure. talk about it, really. Yeah, you're right. Let's get in the episode. <laughs> Not enough people talk about this episode either. And uh, we're gonna I'm going to op- have to agree with you on that one. Open at Harry's, why don't we? Marty has been sleeping at the hardware store, and Harry, um, we learned that Harry kind of does the same thing as Marty, but only when he wants to get away from his wife, which is a joke they've used several times. He says he's Hey, phys- Harry, if you're so freaking miserable, get a divorce. They almost did, didn't they? Yeah, why don't they just do it? Because I'm tired of hearing about it. Because Tim talked it back together, I think. Yeah, well, you know what? Sometimes people shouldn't be together, and this feels like one of those sometimes. <laughs> At least just be a little bit nicer to her in front of your friends. Yeah, that's a problem, isn't it? And as Tim is coming, and Marty freaks out, don't tell him what's going on, and he quickly exits the scene, and that kind of, which is, I guess, dangerous, because now you're leaving Benny and Harry to kind of, you know talk through what's going on here mm-hmm. so yeah. marty marty kind of like passes tim on the way out says he's got a new job he's got to go so tim starts asking questions and harry is steering the convo pretty well i think until benny brings up turkey day mm-hmm. and he spills that marty's supposed to be coming too tim knows something is up at this point because marty should be hanging out with the fam and uh yeah benny caves once tim says i'll you know i'll give you this donut if you give me all the info which yeah. is uh, not a real shock to the character of Benny. Mm-mm. Benny also has a surprising analysis of what went wrong with Marty and uh, Nancy's relationship. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what it was, but it was it was kind of what Jill would say, I would say. Pretty analytical, yeah. Yeah. 
could have been worse. Uh, I don't remember the joke here, but there's a joke that's like, it could be worse, he could be Benny, which is a joke that I feel like they've used a bunch as well. So I yeah. made note of it. But yeah, Marty's having a rough time. Yeah. Uh, I like this opening scene. Uh, I actually, I don't want to tip my hat, but when I saw what this episode was going to be about, I kind of... <laughs> buried my head uh <laughs> but I, I i was pleasantly surprised and I, and I do think i don't know the writing's pretty crisp on this one there was a lot of like one-liners and jokes and kind of exchanges i got a kick out of mm-hmm. one of them is in this first scene where like you know tim arrives and, and marty bails uh and tim tim asks why is his hair wet and uh they mentioned that he got a job at uh like working with shrimp and benny says that sometimes the shrimp fight back <laughs> i thought that was that's pretty funny especially and for that, benny he did get uh, that job right like that was a real job that didn't make it up? Maybe they made it up. I thought later in the episode they referenced because that he was later there. on he's like working odd jobs, so I don't know. It, it's that's not necessarily clear, but I did like this joke. Um I thought we were definitely going to get a fishy joke, which is why I used it as an alternative title cuz like they're talking about shrimp and Tim is they skeptical. They stayed away. They really yeah, did, didn't they? That's that is uh yeah, that do was you think, ad- admirable. Do you think that this is going to be one of those episodes where it's like, hey, you had low expectations and you enjoyed it. Like I've had all of season eight. Why don't we find out? In why don't 20- we find out? Why don't we find out in about twenty five minutes? Uh, <laughs> I get an Oprah joke at the end of the scene, which is like the most nineties thing ever. Where it's like someone says something about their. It's when Benny does his his uh, diatribe, and uh, you've been watching too much Oprah t- or something. Yeah, and him's like, you're watching too much Oprah. Burp, burp. <laughs> okay, this must be a show from 1998. Um, and it was. In closing, uh, I would say, like, you know. <laughs> Are you Mar- writing, like, a dissertation? <laughs> <laughs> in summation of this opening scene, uh, I would like to. Uh, I posit this, and I I'd proved like it right. Reassert my thesis. No, uh, you know what I'm thinking here? If I'm Marty and I got Nancy. I'm figuring it out, man, because uh, you're not doing any better than her. And, uh, yeah, just, I like this episode, because this, along with most episodes, just pits uh, Marty as being a real loser. Like, he's such, the the show depicts him as being such a massive loser. This is a tough, tough episode. Yeah, Yeah. not only is he not going to ever do better than Nancy, but he's never going to do better than those girls, that's for sure. They're adorable as well. Less interested in them, more interested in talking about Nancy. <laughs> Shocker. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good opening scene. What do you think yeah. about the second scene? Why don't I take it? Yeah. Uh, much shorter, or at least my notes are. Yeah. Uh, Jill is, uh, I had a question about this. Jill is sending a Thanksgiving meal to Randy in Costa Rica. <laughs> I hope it's uh, all dehydrated. Yeah, what's the situation here? Um, she didn't, like, make it. Yeah, like it would have to be. It's a pretty big box as well. Freeze dried? Is that what we're doing? Because, like, uh, I don't know how else you do that. I will tell you one thing that. So, Andrea's. I knew you would have a special kind of. uh, Well, I'm just saying. saying, We have sent, and uh, Andrea's mom has sent several things to Andrea's sister who lives in Costa Rica and her daughter. And it's either takes forever to get there, or is rejected and never gets there, or like. So you're saying, or customs um, opens up the whole box and checks out what's inside. So it just seems like a bad idea. So stu- get- stuffing and noodles might not make it past customs. Is that what you're telling me? Depends on how hungry the the customs guys are, I guess. All right. Well, uh, Tim explains Marty's situation to Jill. Um, Jill listens. Um, not a lot of 
not a lot. He doesn't get a lot back from her here, which ends up being a problem later because perhaps they're not on the same page with things. Um, Tim is jealous that Marty gets to live in a hardware store. That's his big kind of takeaway at this point. So that's really all I got for this scene. Yeah, there's a lot of juxtaposition effect in this uh, uh, episode. I think you mentioned one of them in your title about like waking up to solvents or whatever. All yes, that kind exactly. of stuff. Yep. Yeah, Jill just says be supportive and non-judgmental. And right. Tim is gonna take that and run with it. Mm-hmm. I would yeah. say. So late night at the store, <laughs> Marty's weird. He's just walking around in like his underwear, eating peanut butter and jelly with a putty knife. Tim knocks at the door, and. I hope he saw that it was actually Tim, you know, before just opening, or maybe he just thought anyone who knocked at the door he would go answer. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm wondering. Marty tries to lie and say he is the night watchman, mm-hmm. and Tim makes some jokes about how, like, what an intimidating uniform you have on, and then they obviously share about what's going on, because Tim knows what's up. Mm-hmm. And, you know, can we work this out? No. They went into counseling, but it seems like both of them are looking for the way out, so... I guess even if Marty wanted to make it work, it's not going to work, you know? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. We'll see. We'll <laughs> Mar- see about that. <laughs> Will we? Eh, we'll see. Marriage hasn't worked for a long time. We learn that Nancy says that Marty is not ambitious enough. I mean, Marty... Yeah, we, they, they don't make Marty a winning character in this series, so I guess that's that checks out. I don't... Yeah, I'm trying to... Th- I was trying to think, like... I don't... Like, I know that the show wants us to think Marty is a loser. I'm trying to think, do, do I think he's lazy? I mean, the only thing I can think of that would support that is he couldn't really make it work with Tim when he hired him on Tool Time. But besides that, I don't really know about his work history. Yeah, we don't have enough. And, we, I mean, Jeff had some similar issues, too, right? We've, we've seen Jeff. Yeah, we've seen you're Marty. right. Man, that's a good, that sounds like a really good poll. Who's more of a loser, Jeff or Marty? <laughs> I, uh, oh, man, I don't know. Who would you say? I we've had Jeff. some. I would say Jeff. Yeah, you know his. We've had some really bad Marty episodes. Do you remember when he was like hiding behind Stinky's That's bar? That's the or whatever, first Big Marty Mike? episode. That's your yeah. introduction to the character. Yeah, it's, it's a rough. It's really rough. We've just. It's been really hard to see him in a positive light. So, I, and we've had more of Marty, obviously, okay. than we here's have the, Jeff. Here's the vote in favor of Jeff. He sealed the deal with uh, Jill's sister, like pretty Carrie. quickly, which is not something a lot of losers can do. Um... But Marty's a Marty seems like he's a pretty decent father, so that's I don't know. It's it's honestly it's really really close. It doesn't have, have to be to a competition, but oh yeah, it's <laughs> we have a home improvement podcast though, so we we <laughs> should make it one. Yeah, uh, yeah. I wonder. I wonder. I guess we'd have to ask one of the, maybe we can get Billy Reback on and say like which one of these characters did you guys view as more of a loser. Well, uh, you know, William O'Leary's back from Africa, so why don't I just ask him? Well, I don't know if he'll have perspective on all the writers, but it's <laughs> fair. I want to know from a, a writer's point of view. Anyway. Well, you know, to be honest, Reback, he isn't on the scene at this point, anyways. That's true. Yeah. But he seems like a guy who, who has uh, some takes. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> all right, so they talk they get back to talking about this they're you know have you talked to the girls apparently they're splitting them every other week except for now he's at harry's so i mean i guess conceivably this never would have worked out because he has had nowhere to stay i'm guessing the whole time mm-hmm. yeah tim then generously offers to stay in randy's room marty's excited everybody's going to be together for thanksgiving as long as marty brings his pants and then this is the joke about solvents and ball cocks. Yeah, did you notice that talking tools graphic at the end of the scene? No. 
Yeah, it was like a cut where they were you know, going to commercial, and there was two tools, and I think one of them says, like, you want to stay over? And yeah. So it's like, yeah, I want to stay over. Something okay, you're like definitely making this up then. I swear to God. <laughs> I don't believe you well, go, Okay, rewatch the episode then. I, you won't, so you'll never know, but I swear to No, but you have a sort of hint in your voice that you're trying when you're making these jokes that we've had in the past, so I just don't believe you. Sorry. Okay, well, uh, anybody out there that watches the episode, if you see it, let me know and then tweet at the podcast so we can show Jordan that there are Just go ahead talking. and record the video. I'd love to see it. Yeah, we'll see. I, yeah, it's supposed to rain today, so anything's possible. Um, good line in this scene as well. Uh, I thought it was funny. Some, you know, it's after the Night Watchman stuff, and like Tim says, Marty's intimidating, and uh, Marty says, You should have seen me without my boxers on. Mm-hmm. It's kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a good line. All right. uh, kitchen. Uh, Tim and Jill talk about uh, Tim having invited Marty over, uh, and she's not very happy about the offer, which is a little confusing to me. I mean, okay, I get when she finds out about the, the girls coming over. But at first glance, what is I think what as is the Tim de- supposed I th- to do? I think at the, as the details come out, it gets worse and worse. But yeah, initially know, it's like, can't Marty stay not, here? She's not that happy about it. And it's like, this is your brother. Like, if one of, one of Jill's sisters were down on their luck, like, they would definitely let that person stay there. So I was a little surprised by her reluctance. Um, yeah, uh, so, you know, we find out. At first, he, he only sort of talks about how Marty's going to stay there. And now uh, he's going to stay in the boys' room. So Mark and Brad, we find out, have been standing there the whole time, which is kind of a good cut because we didn't know that they were there and then the camera shows them. Um, and then, like, Mark and Brad both burn Marty, which is kind of funny, <laughs> especially Mark. <laughs> like, when's that guy ever had a job, loser? Yeah, you know? yeah, that's rough when you got Mark insulting you. It's always yeah. rough. In, like, a way that's effective. Because we've seen him insult Brad before, and it's just like, okay, come on. Yeah, Mark. no, he definitely got a good zinger off on Marty, which, I mean, those are those are the sting the most when Mark has him. Um, <laughs> Tim says that Marty's going to stay in... Uh, we Basically, we I don't exactly know the order of things, but we find out that uh, there's going to be a real musical chairs of rooms because uh, Tim is going to stay... Or, rather, Marty's going to stay in Brad's room uh, because of the girls, and then maybe the girls are... I don't exactly know the room situation. Can I, can I help you? <laughs> Please. So initially, Marty was just going to stay in Randy's room. But yeah. then they invite the girls over, and the girls want to sleep next to their dad, and they all can't yeah. sleep in the basement for some reason. Yeah. So once Marty has to be in one room, the girls have to be in the other room, and then the boys have to go down to the basement and share a room. That's, yeah. th- that's when things are getting a little rough. What the, he said... Um, Tough sell. Continually tough sell. Brad says, this sucks. And then Jill gets kind of <laughs> mad at him. And then Jill says, yeah, this sucks. Um, yeah, she says, don't talk to your dad like that. Cause she... Which was weird. I don't know. It does suck. If I were Brad, I'd be frustrated. Um, another good line here. Jill says she's bending so far over backwards that she can see her butt. <laughs> which I thought was kind of funny. Impressive. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I was just in a... A mood to laugh. Uh, they need to work out the details. Um, Jill says, when are they coming? Doorbell rings uh, at that exact time. Audience goes crazy. I was going crazy, too. It's good timing. Funny. Uh, and then Marty and I didn't think there. too much about the time. I mean, is this supposed to be the same night that Tim told Marty? Because conceivably, it's late enough that Harry's hardware is closed. It's nighttime. 
uh, he's like naked almost, you know, he's in his underwear eating peanut butter. Mm-hmm. And so then am I to assume that he went to Nancy's, got the girls, packed up his stuff, and then came over? You know, it all works except for the part where he goes and picks up the girls from Nancy's. Um, but I guess it would have to be because what, like Tim, otherwise Tim's coming home, not saying anything for like a day. You know, that doesn't make right. a lot of sense. Yeah. yeah. So it must be. I don't know, the sun must be setting at about 2 o'clock or so. <laughs> that must have been a fun conversation between Marty and Nancy, where Marty's like, Nancy's like, where have you been staying? And he's like, uh, Harry's back room, but Tim says I could stay there, so let me take the girls over there right now. It's like midnight. I'm sure she was happy. Yeah, yeah, so that's a little bit weird. Also, like, in the start of the scene, Jill is prepping Thanksgiving at midnight on a random night. Yeah, just... Hey, we all have our own uh, traditions, you know? <laughs> All right. Well, you get my you get my point here. So yeah. yeah, they did not work out the details. Who's gonna watch the girls when Marty is working? What about off weeks? Are people gonna move back around? When is it gonna happen? Like you said, the doorbell rings and they're there. So, oh boy, what's gonna happen, Adam? I just don't know. Yeah, I mean I do. Oh, okay. Well, later Brad brings in a sleeping bag for Mark. Uh, they're fighting over who's gonna be sleeping on the bed or on the ground. And Brad gets the bed because he's older, stronger, more good-looking. The list goes on and on. Mark says, I'm smarter than you. And then Brad burns him and says, well, then why are you sleeping on the ground? And again, I'm getting my yucks off here. I really am. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Uh, They say they're going to stand up for their rights. And Marty comes down, and he's pretty genuine with the boys. He's like, you know, thank you so much for being so understanding. You know, other families aren't quite like this. Claire comes down, so it's, it's late. You know, she's been sleeping, but she's had a nightmare. And so Marty's going to go read her a bedtime story. But before she does that, she gives the boys a hug. And, uh, you know, they miss their window. And they're like, yeah, we really stood up to them. So Yeah, they said, I think we made a statement. Brad mm-hmm. also tells Marty, you know, we're givers, which I, <laughs> I thought was funny. <laughs> this is, um, you know, I, I think we kind of bag on the Marty character a lot. But I thought from, like, an acting uh, angle like this is William O'Leary's like best acted episode. I don't know some really like range of emotions here. I thought yeah, he's mad, he's excited, he's down, he's playing the the genuine father. So yeah, pretty good. Next morning, uh, this is when Marty is not upset, but he's getting a little frustrated because the girls won't eat their damn pancakes. <laughs> um, because when you've not- got stuff to do and your kids won't eat, sometimes that's a problem. Yeah, well, I hope you don't yell at your daughters like Mar- <laughs> like oh, you only have one daughter. Uh, yell at your daughter like Marty was about to. Um, they're not like mom's pancakes. He oh. said, "Well, I know the recipe. Like it should taste the same." Uh, but don't worry, Tim knows the fix. Uh, he mm. pours chocolate chips on them, and chocolate chips make everything a okay. Um, Tim, Marty has some handyman work in Ferndale. I think Tim hooked him up with the job. Did, is, am I, I right don't know that? if he said that or not, but okay. yeah. the assumption is anything Marty gets Tim is involved in. <laughs> it's a good, uh, it's, you know, t- Marty's networking uh, strategy is just like hook up with Tim and where he's going. So yeah, for sure. Could um, be worse. Marty was supposed to make lunch for the girls, but. Um, he forgot. Don't worry. Tim did it. He woke up early. Tim yeah. is a sa- Tim is saintly in this episode. It's quite interesting. The last few episodes, I feel like he's been like this. Uh, Jill's impressed that Tim is taking charge, and that is, of course, you know why. Uh, you know Tim. I want Tim in charge. Like I wanted Charles in charge. 
<laughs> uh, you made your like sexual uh, growl, um, but this I thought, episode is. I, th- I thought uh, I thought right here Jill was you know getting a little turned on. I thought it would lead to more than it actually was how they typically are in the series. Yeah, it was okay that they didn't for once though, right? Yeah, yeah, especially yeah. with the girls right there. I, it was... <laughs> I didn't think about that. <laughs> it would have been would have been a let bit dicey. A, let me do a real quick bio on the girls: uh, Ashley Trefker and Lindsay Trefker. Uh, they are related. Um, they don't look alike twins. at all. They are going to be in... Wow, okay. This is interesting. They're going to be in four more episodes this season, so we are really going to the Marty uh, Marty and his daughter as well a couple more times. Wow. <laughs> I'm not sure I need that, but we'll see. Uh, so they're going to be four more episodes. And then they played Lindsay Larson. Both of them split the role in the film Castaway with Tom Hanks. And then that's really it for them. They're about our age, which is interesting to think about. That is interesting. Time. Strange, strange, strange. I think they're fine. You know? They're, they're, they're um, cute. I don't want to be mean. I don't think they're very good, but I don't know. What are you going to do? It's kids. They're no, uh, Ran- they're no Jonathan Taylor Thomas, Tell of that course. to Jacob Tremblay, Jordan. <laughs> Okay, tell it to little, little Tremblay. Tell it, say, hey, you're just a kid. You can't act. Uh, I think he might beg to differ. All right. Next scene. Later, Jill and Tim are talking over dessert. Um, I didn't really understand what... Like, this joke kind of comes out of nowhere. They're talking about, like, Secret Garden versus My Secret Garden. Sounds like one of them is, like, more erotica and one's a children's story, maybe? Well, think that's what they're going for here? Secret Garden is... You didn't even know Red Secret Garden? I've never read it. I know of it. Okay. It's very popular. I don't know what it's about by any means. Okay. Well, I will tell you, it is about a secret garden. Um, <laughs> I don't know about... Yeah, I, I'm not familiar with the erotic version, shockingly. But uh, yeah, it seemed like a joke that people in the audience were getting. So who knows? Yeah, maybe it's a popular thing at the time. Marty comes in after some lo- a long day of work. He's been working overtime in Ferndale. Tim and Jill helped with everything. They helped the girls with homework. They put them to bed. And Marty, as a father would be, is sort of bummed. He didn't really get to see his kids, all that kind of stuff. So it's this is the start of something going wrong. I don't have a lot of sympathy for Marty here, and I, I'm, I'm sure you're going to say or think it's because I'm not a father, but... Uh, what are the what are Tim and Jill supposed to do? You just, yeah, I don't you, I don't think it's necessarily he feels bad about what they did. It's just kind of yeah. like a bummer. The situation is a bummer. Uh, Tim read a story, the Al Unser story. He was on Home Improvement, correct? Al Unser multiple times, I think. Okay, is he the? Which one's the family where one of the guys has all the DUIs? I think that's the Unsers. Ooh, I hope he didn't read that guy's <laughs> that guy's bio. That's a, I think there's a joke here about how it's so boring or something that they fell asleep while reading. Right. So yeah, right. Okay. Next scene. Tool time. Uh, short scene. They are. I don't really know. Covering up surfaces, sprucing up a bedroom wasn't really clear to me. Did you get anything else on that? They're trying to perk up some boring interior walls with sponge painting. You know what? Good thinking, because I hate boring walls. Sponge <laughs> painting Sponge painting was very much a thing of that era. Yeah, it's nobody's so doing this right now. so ugly. <laughs> so, so ugly, yeah. I think. Yeah, it's not great. Your dad ever do any sponge painting? I mean, I'm sure he did. He's painted for like 50 years, so I'm sure <laughs> one or two jobs of sponge painting. Can't say yeah. it's something I remember him doing very often. But. All right. Uh, Tim invited the nieces on the show. Apparently without Marty's permission, which seems like a conversation. You know, like, hey, is it cool if I bring your daughters on television with well, me? Well, you know, Marty's never around. He's always working, so. 
you're so well wait what's your perspective on this i don't know actually i guess you're on both sides that's okay <laughs> uh yeah i mean they like burn al a little bit here i don't have a lot of notes for this scene so i don't, yeah, know I don't really either i just said claire and gracie are going to show how fun it's going to be I yeah. think the the girls are kind of funny or cute here, you know, making fun of Al and all that stuff. It's just like one of those things where we just see again, we haven't seen Tim a lot with younger kids in a long time. He's older, mm-hmm. right? And so you see him with these these little girls and he's being great. And it's like, hey, Tim's Tim's a good uncle. I don't know. This is, uh, I thought this episode was going to be very similar to the one from a few years ago where I think they babysit Marty's kids as well. And Tim says he wants to have daughters. I thought right. that this was going to be a retreading of that. It's not, but you do see Tim being good with children. So, right. And he uh, hates children, as we know. IRL, Tim Allen does not like kids. Although, I feel like that's just the thing he says because he thinks it's like good for his crotchety brand. I don't know. <laughs> it's all about brand, baby. You thought the last, uh, last scene was short? Here's a short scene. Yeah. Later, they're watching the episode. Well, I guess it's kind of like a continuation Almost. Yeah. I guess it's not live because Marty's It's the there. old H.I. pullback, and we're watching it on TV. Yeah, so yeah. Harry and Benny are watching as Marty comes in, and Marty is getting pretty jealous. He's not happy. Um, I, I don't know. Yeah, I guess he doesn't really go off about why yet, so we're going to get that in a little bit. But Someone says, like, man, Tim sure is good with your kids, and then Marty's like, yeah. That's and then he takes a, a staple gun to Benny's head. <laughs> He's like, yeah, that son of a bitch. <laughs> Uh, home. Tim is playing with one of the daughters, uh, and he's trying to resuscitate a bear, uh, a teddy bear, not an actual bear. <laughs> that would be funny. <laughs> Grizzly. Uh, <laughs> uh, Jill's playing old maid with an, the other daughter, um, who uh, in turn calls her an old maid, and, and Jill does not like that. This is uh, funny. I like the line here. What is the line? Jill says, she starts going on about, like, how old maid is outdated or whatever, and mm. tries to, and then the girl's like, you're just mad because you got beat. Burn. Uh, Burn, baby. Would you say that this is an example of uh, Jill kind of sinking her talons into the show, uh, <laughs> and sort of being the commissar? For uh, she certain... tries, and she's rebuffed immediately. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, good. Continue on. Well, yeah, just Marty comes in at this point, and he wants to chat with Tim and Jill alone. And he says, we're going to move the girls back in with their mom. And things get heated pretty quickly. Tim gets upset. Marty's upset. What's going on? Yeah. That's the end of this scene. I would be very frustrated if I were Tim and Jill. Especially Tim. Wouldn't you? Tim's having fun, too. Well, it's just like... Come on, I man. Do. Like, well, and this, this is the argument that he's going to make in the next scene, right? It's just like, what do you want me to do? <laughs> you know, like, you want me to just, like, should should I just ignore your daughters throughout the day while you're working? I don't know. It's, yeah, I'd be frustrated. Uh, hardware store. Marty was so steamed that he skipped out on family Thanksgiving, which, man. That's strange. That's serious business, I'd say. Uh, um, Tim At least just like, eat some turkey and leave. I don't know. Yeah, seems like Marty Marty yeah, can't Jordan. be he can't it seems like Marty can't be a beggar at this point like I don't know yeah it's just like he's eating peanut butter with a putty knife so you're gonna bail on like your entire family and your mom because like you're frustrated with your brother I don't know kind of silly it seems um, like every other Thanksgiving aren't people always mad at each other for one reason or another yeah you leave your cultural commentary <laughs> out of this okay <laughs> 
Yeah, I know. The disintegration of the modern American family. I, I, I read your paper. Thanks. <laughs> Information. Can I continue, please? Tim <laughs> delivers a care package uh, of food. And he wants to clear the air. And this is where Marty really just goes off. He's had a 33-year rough stretch. Um, Marty being 33 is a bummer to me who just turned 30. And well, Is he 33 here? Well, I assume so when he said that. I you're didn't saying, know. I didn't know. You're what saying he, his rough stretch might have started when he was like six or seven. I was wondering, like, when was the rough stretch? Stretch was it like when their dad died, or could be? I, don't know. I guess I just didn't know. Um, Marty's jealous of Tim. You know, Tim always had it all, and he's always got everything figured out. And uh, I mean, compared, you know, we said this before, but compared to Marty and Jeff, that is very true. And Tim says, you know, it hasn't always been easy for me. I think it was fun raising three kids in a junior salesman salary. Oh. And I'm, I'm wondering, when did that happen? Because, like, home improvement starts, and the boys are pretty young, and tool time is going, and there's not necessarily, like, you don't get the feeling that tool time just started. Yeah, let's work this out. Uh, so when the show first starts, what do you think? Tool time is, like, three to five years old? I would say old? three to four, yeah, so we're in the same window. Okay, yeah. So, Brad, what is Brad, like, eight when the show starts? Um, yeah, I would say, yeah, I would say eight works, yeah. Eight or nine? I'll say yeah. nine, somewhere in the middle. Okay. Yeah. So, then he was, like, five, and then Randy was, like, two years younger, maybe three, and then Mark is maybe, like, one. So, I guess they would have been, it would have been mostly two kids, you know? Yeah. And then one, yeah. but on a junior salesman salary, having two kids up to three kids, whew, I don't know. I guess, tough, right. I guess I don't know. Yeah, it's not as long as you think based on like the way it's presented, I guess. But yeah, and it's definitely not three kids. But I guess you could just say raising kids on a junior, whatever. Um, Marty, uh, rather Tim says, you know, because Marty says like I just work these stupid jobs and I'm just kind of a loser, whatever, whatever. Uh, and Tim says there's no stupid jobs. It's it's not stupid when you're using the money to help your family. That's mm. admirable. I respect that. It's a good kind of line. It's a good scene. Um, and that's kind of it. You know, I think I think <laughs> if I were to say one uh, one negative thing about the episode is that we don't. This isn't much of a resolution, but uh, they do share. I think. Uh, some of the food and uh, things seem okay, you know? Yeah, it seems like, I, I mean, we don't, if you want, like, a bow on it, you're not necessarily getting that here. We don't know what's going to happen with the girls. Is Marty going to move back in? I don't know. But there's four more episodes, so I guess we're going to find out, you know? Man, I'm going to let you take this next scene. Wow. <laughs> I mean... I was thinking, I was thinking, as we got to the end of this episode, boy, there hasn't been a Wilson scene yet, and they didn't want to disappoint, so they included... Uh, a scene here with Wilson. So later at Wilson's, the furnace is broken and Wilson's <laughs> called Tim to come check out the pilot light. Tim goes downstairs to check out the pilot light. Pause. Didn't you know, as soon as you saw this, like, this does not look like Wilson's house. It's just like a weird doorway in the it's walls. It's a different like, angle than you've ever, they've ever used before There's Wilson's. not weird stuff on the walls. It's not like a museum. It's like lime green. It looked like, I don't know, like my house growing up or something. You know, it, it was just like, I knew something was going to be weird here because it just does not look like Wilson's house at And it was all. like at the end, I almost thought it was just going to be an outtake. Like yeah, the, well, basically yeah. was. <laughs> I guess it is because otherwise we're raising a lot more questions than answers again. Yeah. But that's what we do with Wilson. Is he Santa? Is he not Santa? Does he live is in he, the giant cavern? Is he Satan? 
so Tim goes downstairs, and Wilson's basement is apparently an extensive cavern. That's all I can really describe. I mean, it's ginormous. I don't, I don't know how else to describe it. It. This won't mean anything to you, but it looks like the upside down world in Stranger Things. It's okay. just like, uh, yeah, it's just like a deep, deep cavern. Uh, I mean, according to what we see, it looks like it's like hundreds and hundreds of yards uh, in in width. And like Tim is down there, and they do like you know you can see Wilson standing up in the doorway. But like, what is this? What are they doing? What is this? I, I wonder. Is this like a set from a movie or something? I it must find be any- something. Yeah, that they were near. I, I just I don't know. It's-, it's it's so weird, and it's like. The joke is just that, like, Wilson has a, like, another world in his basement or something. But, um, yeah, it's it's super weird. I, yeah, my only guess is that, like, so, this was being used for something else and they had access to it. So they filmed something and they didn't know where to put it, so they, they just threw it at the end of this episode. But it's one of the, it's probably got to be the strangest ending to an episode I've ever seen. Yeah, even the Christmas one made more sense than this because it was like in a Christmas episode. This just comes out of nowhere. This is super. I got. I don't even. Yeah, I, it's worth seeing because it's just like so bizarre. It really took me by surprise. Cave um, of I, Wonders. I would. Uh, I would ask if I ever got to talk to like Tim. I would ask him about this. But yeah, uh, and that's roll credits fade to black. Uh, thanks, but no thanks. AKA. Uh, I don't know, I deleted all my titles, so what, what, what do you got? AKA... Deleted them? Don't you usually write stuff down? Or are you going digital now? I'm going digital. I love the smell of solvent in the morning. Jordan... Bitter, party of one. Head on down to Castle's Corner, put the car in park, but bring your umbrella, because uh, the rain's about to fall here in Milwaukee. What do you think of this one? <laughs> one of my favorite stupid things that we started to do for no reason is this little Castle's Corner charade but yeah yeah um it's it's pretty good i would say um i think i liked last episode better but this you know you have marty and tim and you have tim in another likable role i mean we we so often see tim as like the screw up or causing the problem or the conflict and really he's causing all the solutions here and, and being thoughtful and taking care of the girls and helping marty so it's always nice to see tim do that uh as opposed to all the other stuff that he does there as you mentioned there's some good lines that we have in this episode even mark delivers some scathing burns and that's how you know it's a good episode um i think the you know the anger of the boys and and jill seems realistic to me like you know having to turn their whole world upside down without tim really talking to them about it seems realistic as a family dynamic so that's interesting um yeah i mean there's not a lot else going on there's not like really a b plot to this episode you know so it's pretty straightforward um the the cavern at the end is confusing but uh overall i think I think it was thanks but thanks you know mm-hmm. not thanks but no thanks what do you think well Adam? said well said i like this one uh i was yeah very pleasantly surprised uh especially when i saw what it was about because i don't know one we've we saw an episode that was very similar to this before when when tim wants to have a daughter uh and yeah i i was i had a good time with this i thought it was funny i don't know the writing was crisp there was a lot of good jokes like i've uh, highlighted many of those throughout the show but i did laugh a fair amount um i thought william o'leary's acting was quite strong um the boys 
have uh, a couple of nice scenes, good exchanges, and are funny. Um, trying to think what else I would say. Hey, even Benny's pretty good in this one. Um, yeah, it's a. It was a good good episode. I, I was pleasantly surprised. It probably wasn't expectations thing. You know, not a lot for Jill to do. Not a lot for anybody to do, but Tim and Marty. Um, but yeah, it moved pretty quickly. Like I said, I laughed a lot. Uh, the scene with Wilson at the end is just like. I don't even know. It's hard to even talk about. It's just so bizarre. But, uh, you know, I'll remember it, that's for sure. And I and I, I will <laughs> often wonder why and how that happened. But uh, I like this one better than the last one, I would say. I don't know. I just laughed a lot and uh, had a good time with it. So, yeah, thanks. I will also say thanks, but thanks. Wow. There you go. With that, we move on to social media. A robust segment as ever. First shout-out, wanted to shout-out to Angela Sandro, who we, we answered her question, uh, a long question, on last episode. And she liked it so much, she became a patron. So I want to give a, a shout-out to her. I was patron. just about to say that we're giving her too many shout-outs, but now that I know that she's a patron, I mean, come on. <laughs> Can't shout-out enough. So yeah. thanks for joining our community, Angela. Uh, and if you'd like to join Angela and all of our other amazing patrons who help... Help us cover our costs. You can go to patreon.com slash homeandpodcast. And uh, as usual, we had a little bit of action on YouTube. Matthew Parlat said uh, he enjoyed me making fun of you, which doesn't happen very often. I think you make fun of me more often. But uh, enjoyed the episode last week. And uh, he was a little, a little confused at first with Al failing at something in the last episode. But uh, eventually worked through that. And... Uh, He's looking forward to check out our books, Adam. So I guess we got to keep talking more about our books. Yeah, you'd like that, wouldn't you? <laughs> Isn't that what this whole podcast has been about? Building van- an audience for... A vanity for project? Yeah. A vanity yeah. project so we could put out two books that are not at all related to the actual project. Hey, you tell me. You tell me. We'll both know. All right. That's all I have for now. What's going on with you? What's going on with Twitter? Hmm. Okay. Well... Here we go. A couple of pretty good polls this week. I'm proud of myself. Pretty good polls. And I'm always a little proud of myself, but these (laughs) ones I feel particularly good about. All right, let's start with this one. Choose the name of Mark's first feature film. He's not really making movies any... Well, I guess he kind of still is. No, he still is. But he's not making weird horror movies anymore, but I took it in that direction. So uh, choose the name of his first feature film. Here are the options, Jordan, and I want to know which one you like the best. A Thousand Blood Tears... The Electric Children, Rat Dogs, <laughs> and and The City of Bats. Which one do you like? Uh, the one I would probably watch is The Electric Children. I think is mm-hmm. that Electric Kids, whatever. Electric Rat Children. Dogs. Rat Dogs is what he's making, though. Uh, 22 total votes. Uh, 4.5% said city, The City of Bats. 18.2% said the electric children, 22.7% said rat dogs, and 54.5% said a thousand blood tears. <laughs> rat dogs. <laughs> so stupid. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, they all sound like winners. All right. And this is, uh, this is another one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what a setup. Who did Tim and Jill vote for in the 2000 presidential election? Oh, All right, boy. so that's a that's a Bush Gore election. Oh, uh, I recall. You remember it? Okay. 
uh, I'm not going to read through the options because it's kind of complicated, but 46 total votes. 2.2% said both voted Gore. I'm telling you that didn't happen. 2.2% said Jill voted Bush, Tim voted Gore. That also did not happen. Uh, 13% said they both voted Bush, and 82.6% said Tim voted Bush and, jo- and Jill voted Gore. So ding, that would have been, ding, that ding, been ding, my ding. bad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, Sometimes I wonder what's going on in your head, Adam. Oh, yeah. Uh, I guess it's just like a lot of people would call it creativity. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, some people might. You should try it sometime. Um, <laughs> oh, ouch. Speaking of creativity, uh, and I won't, I won't linger on this too long, but I did have an article uh, on McSweeney's uh, that I am quite proud of. It is probably the it's probably the biggest writing accomplishment of my career. Until uh, this book comes out. Yeah, I think that this McSweeney thing still is going to be bigger. Um, <laughs> I will say it's like, you know, if you're a listener and you like Donald Trump, it's maybe not for you, uh, but it's satire. So uh, give it a look if you want. Uh, I am proud of it. So What's yeah, the website? McSweeney's.net. M-C-S-W-E-E-N-E-Y-S.net. Uh, and as of as of today, it's on the front page. So by the time you get to it, maybe it's not. But yeah, it, it'll be on true. there somewhere. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's it for Twitter. All right. Wow. What an episode. What a day. Next episode. I bet you're wondering what it is. I have to know. Yeah. It's an important episode. Are we get are we to Christmas yet? Come on. This might signal the real like downhill momentum that we're oh, getting right no. here. Oh, don't tell me that. What's it called? It's home for the holidays. Oh, man. So this is... All right, well, uh, then we have to kick off the show next week with our top JTT moments, because we promised that. Oh, we did, did we? Yep, we did. Remember? All right, and then we're going to end it with... uh, Are we going to end it with ranking all the Christmas episodes? Yeah, tomorrow's going to be a good show. Wow. I'd definitely tune in if I were were you. Tomorrow or next week? Did I say tomorrow? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, we're definitely not recording tomorrow. Uh, I think we should. Um, yeah, so look forward to that. Wow, two things. Two pre-planned things on one show. Yeah, Imagine we're not going to have to like think of anything. We'll just be able to go into it. Or I think we did this before and you didn't think about them ahead of time. Yeah, you're going to want to remind me <laughs> at some point. Because i got a lot going on. <laughs> a lot of tennis to be played. I was going to say, you've got matches up the wazoo. So Yeah. All right. Well, hey, Jordan, it's been a pleasure. Uh, listeners, thank you for listening. Jordan, thank you for joining me. And I guess I should say, take care. Take care, everybody.